It was the dog's fault Dante was about to die. The ruins of the chapel hunched behind him, hiding the man who'd soon kill him. Because of the dog, he was thirty miles from Bressel, ten from the nearest farm, and a world away from help. Despite his isolation, he didn't doubt his body would be found. Corpses had gravity, as if the vapors released by death were starkly visible to the mind's eye. If the man who'd attacked him didn't find his body lying in the cold grass and colder wind, a farmer or a pilgrim would. But they wouldn't know who he was. He'd be a body, a nothing, another lump on the surface of a world too large to understand. He sat up in the grass, pain rushing down his side and thigh. The chapel was supposed to be abandoned. Instead, he'd found a guard waiting inside its walls. The man had cut him. Badly. He'd been lucky to escape into the fields with his life. Blood gleamed dull black beneath the overcast sky. Dante's stomach cramped. He fell back into the grass, panting, tears sliding down his temples into his hair. He caught his breath and shrugged off his cloak. It tore easily, too easily, would never have made it through the upcoming winter. He bound his wounds, tying them tight, grimacing against the dizziness and nausea. Wind hissed through the grass and pines. He tested his leg and found that he could stand. It would be stupid to go back inside. Dumb like a severed arm is dumb. But the man lurking in the temple wasn't a looter or a squatter. He was a guard. Guards, by definition, guarded. The man wasn't there to protect the chapel itself. That had been torched during the third scour. The following century of weather and vandals had ruined the rest. Stonework rubbled the field, cracked rocks fuzzy with moss. Holes spotted the pitched roof, darker than the clouds. The Temple of Aron was four generations and a hard day's walk removed from the last time and place anyone had cared about its god. It was a cold night, and the sporadic rain was colder still. And yet there was a guard. Dante was onto something. He drew his knife and crept toward the chapel, smelling the tall, wet grass as it soaked against his legs. Nothing moved except the wind-stirred trees. He touched the damp stone of the wall. He felt his way forward, fingers trailing the wall. After a few steps, they fell into empty space. He froze, breath catching in his chest. That moment of cowardice saved his life. A man coughed from so close Dante could smell his breath. The guard emerged from the hole in the wall into the cloud-occluded starlight. His sword hung from his hip. He gazed into the bobbing pines, most likely imagining the boy he'd cut up not five minutes before, curled beneath the cold boughs, heat and blood slowly ebbing from his body. The man wandered into the grass. Dante pressed his back against the wall. He waited for the guard to take another step, then lunged forward and slashed at his hamstrings. The man screamed and fell. He rocked in the grass, clutching the backs of his legs. 
Dante danced back and wondered what the hell to do next. Get back, the man yelled. Dante found himself. He pressed his boot against the man's ribs. Where is the book? What book? I'll cut your throat, Dante said. His voice caught. He swallowed. You'll be a body in the woods, eaten by badgers. I don't know of any book. The guard poured a bloody hand at Dante's breeches. If there was anything here, they took it back north long ago. Then why are you here? Your health? The man started to speak, then took a long, shuddery breath, squinting at Dante's face. How old are you? Would you ask death his age? Dante said, and felt immediately foolish. I'd say he looks about fourteen. I'm sixteen. My name is Dante Galland, and if you don't tell me where you keep the book, I'm the last man you'll ever see. I'm telling you, it's gone. Return to Narashtovic, where men don't want to burn it. Dante knelt and dug his knife into the guard's smooth-worn leather shirt. The iron tip clicked against the man's breastbone. The guard sucked air between his teeth, eyes white and watery. Dante gulped down a wretch, withdrew the knife, and hovered it over the man's heart. I hope its secrets are worth your life. Stop! The man wriggled his shoulders, pushing himself into the sodden grass. It's in the basement, downstairs. I didn't see any stairs. Third row of the graveyard, fourth stone. There's a ladder underneath it. I haven't seen anything down there but candles and prayer books. I drank all the wine. But if there's a book, it's down there. They stared at each other in the damp autumn air. Dante couldn't leave the man here. It would be like cleaning a deer. Focus on the knife's edge. Keep your fingers out of the way. Work fast. Concentrate on the cut. Wash up when you're done. But deer didn't talk back. They couldn't call you a murderer. Dante steeled himself and poked the blade between the man's ribs. You promised, he gasped, and you tried to kill me. Dante drove down hard on the hilt. The guard bucked, legs thrashing, knocking Dante off balance. He grabbed the knife's handle again and leaned on it with all his weight. The man went as slack as a summer pond. Dante's stomach spasmed. He felt a thousand feet tall. He wanted to die. He was frozen, stunned, waiting to be smited by the man's god. The wind whispered to him through the needles of the pines. All this for a dog.